Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Live in Los Angeles, hour two, it's the Hurt. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Alex English, all-time uh, leading scorer in Denver Nuggets history. Fifteen years in the NBA, eight-time All-Star. Led the Nuggets to nine straight playoff appearances. Got to the Western Conference Finals mid-90s. Mid-80s, excuse me. Played 70-plus games in every single year after his rookie year. But not one of the top 75 players. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, do you remember hit the point guard on his team? Fat Lever? Yeah, oh, wow, you got it. I, I didn't think you would remember. Those were fun teams. Love that name. Doug Moe was the coach. Doug Moe, yeah. The the, uh, the logo for Denver was like the downtown. Skyline. Skyline. Love that logo. I'm an 80s logo kind of guy. Milwaukee Bucks, I have that hat from the 80s. I think that 80s logo, I could be wrong, had the uh, tower, the airport tower in it. The airport's now 45 minutes away, so that's no longer the downtown skyline. Uh yeah, those teams were a lot of fun. I remember them very well. We didn't have as much, you didn't have as many games on TV. Yeah, so and they were never <clears throat> national TV games. No, but you'd look in the paper every day as a kid, you know, or younger, back in the 80s, which is, you know, 40, 45 years ago. And I can remember looking in the paper and it was like, who's, who's Alex English? He had like 32 <laughs> points, 29 <laughs> points. And again, he wasn't a flashy player. So, like, you know, Dr. J, I knew who he was very early, or like an old Wilt. They were just so iconic. Alex is just one of those guys, very much like Jokic. You got to watch it to get it. Yeah. Right? Have you ever been to Denver? I've never been there. I'm curious. Oh yeah. Good city. Yeah, it's a great city. I'm not. A, I'm not a ski the, guy. The Lodo. So I, the Lodo District downtown, lower downtown district, baseball stadium. You, your knowledge of like a lot of these western cities is pretty pretty impressive. I got to say. No, I've been to all of them. Well, I'm new out here, so I haven't been to any of them, really. I went Seattle's, the Seattle's last, awesome. I the, love Seattle. Yeah, the last one I didn't go to. 
The last one I had not been to, it was a small town, was Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I took my kids there. Yeah. Oh, my God. What about Bend, Oregon? Have you Unbelievable. been Unbelievable. I've heard so many people Bend, in South Oregon Bay have talked Bend, Oregon is amazing. It. Yeah. Amazing. I've been all, man. They're fun. The West, although I will say this, in the Northeast, when I lived there, my wife and I would go to Portland, Maine, and all these little uh, Kent, Connecticut, and there's amazing towns you can drive through in the fall in, in Connecticut, New York. New York's got, you know, you go up to, there's parts in New York, where they make the like best. New York City, that's kind of amazing. And they make some of the best white wines. You ever you ever gone to the uh, military academy? Uh Army Academy on the Hudson, no. West Point. That is one of the most amazing days I've ever spent in my life. West Point in the fall. If you ever, if you live, if you ever have a chance to go there and you can get a pass for a day to go to West Point on the Hudson, it is absolutely, and they have this hotel that's made of brick, which you need because it's so cold in the winter. That was one of those days I felt like I was literally sitting. That's what I miss about the Northeast. I was sitting in history. Fall in the Northeast. You, the British are coming around, and you're on. I mean, seriously, yeah. the history of it. And here you are on the point, so we could, you know, see the British coming around the on the, down the Hudson. Oh, the fall. it's absolutely the dew in the morning. It's not cold, but it's not. It's just. All, I love the Northeast in the fall. Yeah. All right, uh, Kyrie Irving's very upset. He is very upset about you, the public, going on social media and talking about him. Here is Kyrie Irving yesterday. I'm a free agent this summer, but I am in no rush to make a decision. And uh, the speculation around my name from all these individuals that get on TV and have these personalities, um, all these people that have, um, you know, these platforms. And, and I'm talking about the TV personalities, the, the sports folk that try to mix sports with politics and lifestyle and like that. Like when they speak on my name and, and, and they're talking about um, potential teams that I'm going to, can y'all please, I respectfully, like I'm asking you, please stop paying attention to that. A little bit of narcissism here. Stop paying attention to me. I'll be sitting courtside tonight at a Lakers game. You see this in Hollywood all the time. B-list actors, call their agent. Get me on the list at Craig's. It's a big popular restaurant, paparazzi everywhere. And then they complain, I just want privacy. Sure you do, champ. It's the people that tell you they're going to get off Twitter. You know, the people that tell you, this place is a hell site. Three weeks later, they're back on, tweeting six times as much as they used to. They just needed attention. Holly, I always said, Jokic, he's not on social media. He's too busy playing the game to play the game. And so you can always put your phone down, Kyrie. You can always turn off television, although I know this show is hard not to watch. It's really good. But um, that kind of feels like one of those. Would you guys stop paying attention to me? Call your agent, front row seats, LeBron Lakers. Of course, we're going to speculate on you. You're a great player. You've played with LeBron. You won a title. You're at the games. What do, you, what do you want us to do? If you if you go to a popular restaurant on Sunset, that's a big street, you know. It goes from the Pacific Ocean basically through Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Bel Air. It goes through all the way. If you're at a popular restaurant on a Friday night there, uh, there's going to be a paparazzi because they that's how they make a living. And so if you're a movie star, go on a Tuesday night. Nobody's there. But if you go on a Friday, Saturday, you're going to have paparazzi. 
And don't don't complain. Stop. I just want you know, I just want privacy or I'm leaving Twitter. You just want attention. That's fine. You don't need to announce you're leaving Twitter. There's 95 million Americans on Twitter. They're going to be just fine without any of us. Except maybe Elon Musk. He's made it very, very interesting. Um, all right. Alex English coming around the corner. So, you know, it is when I do this show, one of the things that cracks me up, because so, J-Mac's been on the show through the football season about six months or so. And people, I had a guy last night, oh, I love J-Mac on the show. And, uh, and, and everybody goes, oh, he's like, uh, he's like your brother, your little brother who holds you accountable. And uh, I kind of like that. But uh, the, the one thing I'll say, I have to be careful is that because I am older than J-Mac, he is not aware of a lot of what happened in the 70s unless it was Northeast. But did you have you ever seen Alex English play? <laughs> have you ever seen a highlight? I'm older than you think, and yes, uh, I can name like just about any NBA player from 1985, okay. 1986. So, okay, That's did- why I know Fat Lever. Dude, I was playing on a Nerf hoop in my basement. And I would have the rosters written out, and I would score a bucket, Alex English for two, and I'd put down two points for Alex English. Lafayette Lever, fade away. Like, I was a hardcore nerd. I love basketball. Well, okay, it's interesting. So I had some baseball cards, but the reason I was more of a basketball fan is because, you know, when you were a kid and you'd go get chewing gum, you get that one bad, hard piece of chewing gum. Tops. The, The store, it was like an antique store, a convenience store in my tiny town, often had NBA cards, mm. and so I started collecting NBA cards. And there's a weird, there's, it, it was weird. I could tell, always as a kid, they were always fascinating because I could never tell who took the pictures of baseball players. But for some reason, whoever took the pictures of the NBA players, I could tell was based in Washington, D.C., because it was always, you could tell from the floor, and you'd have Washington at the time bullets mm. in the background of the picture. So as a kid, I was always fascinated. Who's the guy or the lady doing NBA trading cards? Because they were all based in D.C. You could tell it was always at one arena. And so I, one of the, re- I was talking about this the other day. Somebody asked me the other day, uh, it was, actually it was two days ago, somebody asked me, who are your favorite teams? And I said, well... He said, who's your favorite baseball team? I said, well, it was the Cincinnati Reds. And he said, why? I said, because when I was a kid, they were always on TV. They had Pete Rose, Joe Morgan, Johnny Bench, uh, Ken Griffey Sr., Dave Concepcion, Cesar Geronimo. I can name the whole starting staff. Jack Billingsley, Fred Norman, Don Gullett. Okay, they were on TV. He said, who's your, as a kid, um, who's your favorite basketball team? And I said, well, it was the Sonics, because they were, when I was a kid growing up, they were on TV. You'd get local games and local radio. And he's like, well, who's your, uh, you know, who's your favorite uh, football team? And I said, when I was a little kid, it was the Washington football team because I thought they were Washington State. When I was a little kid, they would show the capital. And I lived an hour from Olympia, Washington, which was the capital. But the point being, in all three instances, my favorite team was based solely on what was presented to me on television. And so, and also, I liked basketball probably more than baseball because it's what was presented to me by the trading card at the convenience store. So I, I, I say this to young broadcasters all the time. Just be on platforms. You're going to be introduced. You're going to introduce yourself to people on these platforms. And there's going to be an eight-year-old kid like me. The only reason I like the Cincinnati Reds, George Allen's Washington football team, the Seattle Sonics, 
because they were presented to me. If uh, the, Geographically, I like the team in the Midwest. I like the team in Seattle. I like the team in the nation's capital 3,000 miles away. They were all presented to me. Make yourself available. So what's interesting is Alex English, two with a lot of the country coming up next, was not presented to a lot of people. The Denver Nuggets, the knock on them is they're not going to be that captivating. Jokic only number 12 in jersey sales below LaMelo Ball. Alex English around the corner. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code herd, H E R D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, Don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Well, he led the Denver Nuggets to nine straight playoff appearances. He's the all-time leading scorer in franchise history at 26 points a game. It was not the shooter's league it is now. What would Alex English have done now? 15 years, eight straight all-star appearances. And what's interesting is, much like Jokic, he was a second-round pick as well. So he didn't come in as a top pick, a flashy player. He didn't have a flashy game. So I've said before, 
He's the most overlooked player in league history. He led the 80s in scoring. You don't seem like a bitter guy. I'm talking to you during the break. Have you ever thought to yourself once, hey, pay attention to me. I led the league in scoring for a decade. You know, I, I would love to be able to say that, but you would think that people that know the game, basketball aficionados, they would know that. And when they do all this voting, they would look at the records. But, you know, I, I, I played during an era when there wasn't uh, television. You know, there wasn't uh, the Internet. So it was uh, word of mouth and people getting a game every now and then. ESPN came and they got to see more of our games. Yeah. So you, you look at what has happened to the game, Alex. Um, Hall of Fame forward Alex English. It's gotten very global. The European players initially were more finesse, highly skilled. They've gotten more physical. The knock on them for years is they weren't physical. They were skilled. Uh, I think our domestic players have gotten more skilled. They've gotten more physical. But what do you make of Jokic and the international part of the game? Could you have predicted that? Because when you were in the league, it was a domestic product. Are you surprised the popularity of it and how many great international players, Alex, there are? Well, I'm not surprised. You know, there is a, you got to look at all the other countries that play basketball, and there's got to be at least one or two elite players in that country. And as you've seen over the years, you know, there's been two or three. Uh, I know when I played, my last year, we played against Tony Kukoc yeah. and, and his team in uh, the McDon the first McDonald's uh, European game against an American team. And it was, you know, they were pretty good. They were a pretty good squad. I think three or four of those guys came over to play in the NBA. But there were there were a few guys that, that played, that came from overseas. But now you see the elite players from different countries. They are coming and, and they're standing out. You got to... You know, you got to look at uh, Djokovic and uh, Antetokounmpo's and yep. uh, Doncic. You know, there's just so many great players, even though they're, they're probably the elite for their country. But when you come to the NBA and you're one player, you can you can be very exceptional on a squad. Could Jokic and his style have fit in your era? Oh, man, it, I would have loved to play against with Jokic. <laughs> you know, the way he sees the game. In fact... I think that the uh, I think that the Denver Nuggets today are very similar to the way we play. They play off of uh, they, they don't just play plays. They play off of passes. You know where where the ball is and cuts. And Jokic is just so good at making you pay for making mistakes. You know he's a big guy. I, I call him point center. Yeah, he can handle the ball. He brings the ball up the floor. He makes threes. He makes his team better. Every player on the floor is better because Jokic sees the game that the way he does, and uh, you know that's the kind of that's the kind of player that you select as an MVP. Someone that makes their players, the other players around them, better. And Jokic has done that uh, his whole career. You know the advantage to having his personality, where he's not from the country, he's not on our social media. I mean, I guess it's available for everybody. The advantage is. This league can be very distracting to young players. All the money, all the shoes, all the commercial, all the branding. And your team in Denver didn't get the publicity, so you were a very focused team for over a decade. Tim Duncan, not a wildly dynamic player, a great player. I look at Denver and I think, outside of Jamal Murray, it's not a flashy team. 
And I actually think that's an advantage. They won't have the egos of a, a Kobe Shaq dynasty, right? Like when you were in Denver, it's a football town. It, it's not really yes. right. I mean, I, I kind of look at Denver and I'm like, oh, this is the Spurs. I mean, go back it to was John uh, Elway's city. Oh, it was? It was John Elway's city. The, the Denver Broncos, they were a good squad. They, you know, I think they even went to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, one of those years, but you know the Denver Nuggets. We were just a team that played basketball. We played a different kind, a different brand. We played a brand. We played the brand that they play now. Yeah, they pushed the ball up the floor. They moved the ball on offense. There are a lot of cuts, and you play off of where the where the pass goes. And that's how we played. Uh, that's the way the Denver Nuggets play now. And you know when you when you play reads, you can't really guard a person because they have they have the liberty to go wherever they need to go based on the pass. Yeah. Michael and based on who's got the ball. Yeah. You know it's interesting in the Michael LeBron debate. I always think LeBron's a little more like Magic. Kobe is a little more like Michael. He's a more attacking player. But there is this right. there is this feeling. People always say, well if LeBron played in the old days with the hand check, and I'm like, listen, good is good is good. Like who go back He would still be great. <laughs> he, he would still be great. You've got to admire what he's done, how he's played the game all these years. I can remember when I was thirty five, thirty six in my fifteenth year, it was uh it was a struggle to go out and, and produce like you produce when you're younger. And, you know, with the exception of maybe a step or two slower, he's still producing and still a pretty solid basketball player. Yeah. You um, you played for two years under Don Nelson. Uh, Don Nelson is a guy that was kind of known as a little ahead of his time. Now he's, I think, in the cannabis business in Hawaii. But what was Don good like? Good for him. <laughs> good for him is right. Uh, very good for him. What, what was it like to play under Don? It was uh, it was similar to Doug Moe. You know, he had a lot more structure in his offense. And, you know, he was the first coach that gave me the opportunity to play. And he saw that, you know, that I was a pretty decent player. You know, because that second year I was there, I almost got cut. Wow. Uh, but he and Wayne Embry saw something in me and said, okay, we're going to keep this player. They kept me and, you know, it was, it was a great career for me. But he was a lot like Doug Moe in that. He, he went with the flow of the offense. You know, expected you to play defense, but he, he had a flow where you went, you pass the ball, and you go, you, you, you read where the ball went, and everybody cut after that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you played with Fat Lever and Dan Issel, uh, very offensive-minded guys, and sometimes it's hard to share the ball. But Doug Moe wanted points and pace, so it wasn't that hard. But when I watch Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're both wings. And I say, the Heatles, LeBron and D-Wade were not a perfect fit. But they were so darn good, they just burrowed their way to championships. When I watch Tatum and Jalen Brown, I'm like, they're not perfect. I wish one was a true point. Are they good, yeah. are they good enough to just burrow through it and win championships? If Boston this year, like the sixth year of these guys, they get beat by Miami. Would you... Alex, you know this game. Would you keep going for it, or would you say to yourself, guys, this tandem is just doesn't quite work? Well, I, I would. I, I think you have to give them an opportunity, and sometimes it's not just those star players. It's the other players around them as well. They've got to contribute as well. 
And uh, you look at the Denver Nuggets team, you've got uh, Jokic and Murray who produce a lot of the points, but they are not the ones that make the team the way it is. Right. It's those other guys around them, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, great outside shooter. Uh, Gordon, just strong, going to the basket, a defender. Uh, and then the guys coming off the bench, they, they're, they're solid. Uh, you know, they, they've just got a strong squad and a lot of players that play around those guys that make them the team that they are. And uh, I think the coach doesn't put pressure on them to say, okay, Jokic has got to score, or Murray's got to score. Whoever's got the ball in the position to score, they score with the ideal and understanding that those two guys are your main guys. But those other guys around them, I mean, any night with the Nuggets, it could be anybody's night. Yeah. Davis Caldwell Pope last game hit some big threes. Yeah, you know, it, uh, Michael Michael Porter Jr. Great shots from the outside. Uh, Gordon inside playing tough defense. It was all those other guys that made that team, uh, make that team the best that it is. And uh, you know, it's not just Jokic. Jokic is great and should be should have been MVP this year. But you you got to look at Murray, man. He's a, he's a true superstar. Yeah. You know, Alex English joining us, Hall of Fame forward, who I've talked about multiple times on this show. So Jimmy Butler's a fascinating player. His average goes up significantly in the playoffs. <laughs> All right? He, he's one of those guys that he doesn't quite get the credit. His game isn't smooth. You had a smooth game. Mm -hmm. Some guys, I mean, Kyrie Irving's game, he rolls out of bed and can hit a jumper, right? Some guys are smooth, Kobe Bryant. And then there's guys like Jimmy Butler who just compete their butt off, and you look up and they got 34. Go back to your years. A guy that wasn't pretty, it wasn't fluid, and you just couldn't stop him, Alex. He just, you look up and you hated playing. You know, Bernard, uh, Dominique Wilkins once told me he never minded facing MJ. He hated facing Bernard King. He goes, I, yeah. I couldn't sleep for <laughs> So him. did that. So is uh, that Bernard King? Bernard King was just rough. He was only six five, six six, but he was when he played, he played very rugged. Like you know, when he was on the break, if you didn't get out of his way, he would run over you. <laughs> and he was just a tough guard, uh, one of the toughest guys. Another guy, Marcus Johnson, another one of those yeah. players that played tough basketball, would get to the hole, could shoot the outside jump shot. We're doing my era. That it was the era of the small forward. So every night I played, there was somebody on the other side that was going to give you numbers, or they're going to guard you defensively. I mean, Dennis Rodman, uh, James Worthy, Purvis Short. There were a lot of guys. Mike Mike Mitchell. So there were a lot of guys every night that came out to play and that would give you numbers at that position. Uh, but you know, there's some of those guys that 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 play hard every night. Uh, Fat Lever, you know, one of my, my teammates, he was one of those guys that you just, uh, you, you didn't really pay attention until the end of the game and you see he's got a triple-double. Yeah. If you played today, have you ever looked and thought, man, I was born too early? I can't do that. <laughs> I cannot do that because it would mess with my head. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the amount of money that these guys get paid for what they do. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing to me. I... I I congratulate them, and I hope they make all the money that they can make. But the game of basketball has progressed, and, you know, it's an international game, and it's uh, probably the best best watch 
sports wise out there for for the for the year. So uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I don't go there. I don't think about what it, what if I was playing today. I know my game would probably have to have been different because. You know, there are a lot of guys that, that played like I played with mid-range game. Yeah. They have to shoot outside jump shots now. They've forgotten the mid-range game. Yeah. By the way, if I drove the lane and kicked it out to you, could you still hit a 17-footer? Well, I think so. Yeah. You never forget that. <laughs> Alex English, what a pleasure. Great talking to you. Great meeting you for the first time. Thanks, Alex. Okay, and we'll see you at the championship uh, parade. All right, there you go right there. He's calling it, baby. Nuggets Championship Parade in the Lodo District. Uh, that was fun for me. I, I Watching that old video of Alex English, he was a bucket man. That guy was a bucket. He could get some buckets, yeah. Yeah. Real, but, just smooth players. Silky smooth. And long. Effortless. Always shot the ball up here. He was yeah. long. You could, I was never a single-digit guy as like a jersey oh, number. I love him. He had just the number two. It was like, okay, that looks cool. Jeter, too. I like single Jeter, digit. too, as well. Interesting. Yeah. So if we had jerseys on the show, what number would you be? Number one. <laughs> that was obnoxious. No ego whatsoever. Love it. Love it. That was obnoxious. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. You didn't ask, but I'm 30. For You're Steph not- Curry. For Steph Curry, obviously. That's the number I'd wear. Yeah. That's why we're in my men's league, baby. 30? Yeah, we won by 27 in our opener. No game this weekend, holiday. Okay. Everybody cares about that. <laughs> All right, let's start with the team that Alex English's Nuggets knocked off the Lakers. Couldn't get off a shot in the final seconds. LeBron kind of got swarmed by Jamal Murray yeah. and Aaron Gordon. It was a good defensive play. Uh, former Laker Kwame Brown, remember him? He is not happy with LeBron's decision on that play, and he did not hold back oh going after LeBron on the gram. If I had a LeBron James jersey, I'd be burning it right now. If I had a LeBron James jersey, it'll be on fire right now. At LeBron, you not that, bro. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't hate to say it. Uh, I, I, you, you a stat sheet junkie. You a bad boy when it comes to stats. Throughout history, people are going to, you know, the little nerds are going to look up your stat line and they're going to say, he got to be the greatest player that ever played the game. And, and people who actually play are going to know that is bull. With all due respect to Kwame Brown, him criticizing LeBron's game, really? Do you remember the story about Kwame Brown? Oh, yeah. I've Michael talked. Jordan, the great Michael Jordan, drafted him first in Washington. And he was... They, just a colossal bust. Right. Uh, in a in a weird turn of events, he was renting a house in the D.C. area that a family friend owned. And apparently Kwame Brown, you know, he'd never really lived on his own. Yeah. He would just come home wearing his suits to games and just literally put them on a pile in the corner. Did not hang them up or anything. And he was just like an 18-year-old getting yeah. berated by Michael Jordan Daly. And I think that's what's made him like a hardened, angry dude. If you follow him on social media, I don't. Yeah. But I see these videos. He's just angry. Well, yelling at people. I think you could ask Ryan Leaf. When you're viewed as a number one pick or a number two pick or an all-time bust, I think it wears on you psychologically. I I think that's... He wasn't ready. You talk about this all the time. These young kids. No. You know what the burden of being a number one pick is? You're the savior of the franchise. And then you fail, and then the greatest player ever rips you. I mean, Michael I think, Jordan was trashing him at practice. No, There's I an listen. amazing book written by a guy. I think his name was Leahy. Michael Leahy, maybe. Um, and when nothing else matters. And it chronicled Jordan. I mean, he would destroy Kwame Brown at practice. I'm talking just the worst stuff you could say to a young kid, thinking that's going to motivate him, and it backfired. Yeah. And he just went into a shell. And now he's sitting here trying to rip LeBron? 
Well, I, I, and, I, and again, I think I've thought about this with Ryan Leaf before. If that's your brand, I think it's... It's not a brand. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't mean it like that. That's your label. And I think for the Kwame Browns and, and the other players like this, like Johnny Manziel is kind of a free spirit. It doesn't bother him that he was a bust. Um, yeah, because he's probably well, whatever he's on doing something. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't know, but I but I do think it's it's a it's a lot to carry to be. I think Kwame Brown's had to carry a lot, and he's probably a little more caustic and abrasive because of that. I, I don't know him at all, but um, yeah, I, I don't follow him. But it's mostly this kind of stuff. There's probably some trauma still there. Well, I, from I the think early it's days. this is we've talked about this. The football culture is better than the basketball culture because. It's not only um, it's teaching you how to be coached. Well, you're sacrificing. Basketball culture is fine talent, pay it, and everybody lines up behind the player. Yeah, well, listen, we love football, but the football culture is hey, NFL, not for long. Go out there, well, make some tackles, make some plays, and if you don't, you're gone. Hey, by the way, where's Zeke Elliott right now? He's not even signed. Like we, this guy was the, the man in the NFL. Cowboys loved him. Owner loves him. Yeah, he's but, on side right now. Yeah, dude. but he also made over a hundred million. He made so, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, these athletes make a ton of money. So with with these young guys, if you go, let's be honest, if you're a top five pick, you often go to a horrible franchise, a bad owner, a terrible GM, and a bad roster, and you get about two years. I heard somebody the other day. We were talking about Jalen Suggs went to Orlando, and everybody's like, oh, "He's a bust," and he averages like ten points a game. And my takeaway is, he's like 20, yeah. 21 years old, and he's already like, "Ah, Jalen Suggs." It's like. He can't order a beer at the hotel he stays at. Can we give these guys three years? That's a, it's a very fair point. Um, I like. I would buy Jalen Suggs. So would I. But I mean, by the way, he was a great athlete. He was a high school quarterback. Yeah. He goes to Gonzaga for one year. One year of college in that conference, not the ACC, not the Big Ten. He goes to the Gonzaga conference where he's. You know, I mean, they have. He he basically it's an all star team in that conference yeah. and the best coach. And then he goes from that to the worst teammates <laughs> and the worst team. It's jarring. You think Jalen Suggs, he goes from literally not a guy in his conference can even guard him. He was the best player in high school, best player in his conference, best coach in his conference. Goes to the opposite of that. Worst team, wor- worst yeah. roster. And after two years, it's like, well, Jalen Suggs averaged a nine and a half. He's a bust. He's not good. Yeah. Can you give me, in two years, after four, Okay, but in two years, if he's averaging, he's smart kid. He's averaging fifteen and a half, six or seven rebounds. It's like he's yeah. an NBA player. So even if he was putting up Austin Reeves numbers, we'd be like, eh, I don't know, seventeen a game. But Austin Reeves Austin went Reeves, to college for four years. Actually, five because he transferred, but he was undrafted. Now and he's so, dominating. And, and like, oh, he's the third best player on the Lakers. But again, Alex English went to college for four years. Yeah, I remember when Kyle Kuzma came into the league. He wasn't great, but he'd played college for three years, and you could tell he'd spent some time in a weight room. Yeah, I mean that's that's why Villanova guys in the NBA, hard coached, three years, four years in college. Jalen Brunson, they come in hardened, leadership, tough, have played in big games against NBA players in college. Yeah. So I mean, when you play at Gonzaga. Chet Holmgren is a foot. He's probably seven inches taller than most centers he faced. Yeah, I wonder. I haven't seen a photo of him. I wonder if he's bulked up at all. He hasn't played basketball. That's not a bang on Gonzaga because they go out of their way, out of conference. Gonzaga always plays Kansas, Syracuse. Mark Few has always gone. They'll go to Maui. They they always go out of their way to play big schools. But Jalen Suggs, you got to give me a break on it. Two years in, everybody's bailing on him. All right, over to the NFL. Uh, the Giants used their franchise tag on Saquon Barkley this offseason. Saquon hasn't signed it yet. 
And oh boy, Colin, Brian Dable this week. I don't know if you saw this, but, you know, he sat down and talked to the media, and obviously there's a million questions about Barkley and the contract. Brian Dable said, I'm not talking about the negotiations. Here we go. With Saquon, um, you know, that situation uh, is going to be between Saquon and the organization. I'm not going to get into detail with, with any of the discussions that we've had on that spot. And I'm not going to get into any con- any talks about contracts, what could happen, what could not happen, um, out of respect to, to this situation. Mm. Mm, the tune is changing. Well, you know what? For Brian Dable. Uh, you, getting a little tougher this year, Brian. A little tougher. You talked me in to the Giants last year. This year, you don't have to talk me into it. Between the schedule and, I think, the lack of ceiling on Daniel Jones, I think that's one of the absolute locks. Won't be in the playoffs this year. Were last year. There's so, seven new teams every year. I'm absolutely pulling the Giants yeah, out of the playoffs. Now that Dayball's been through this, you think he looks back a few, what, maybe a month ago and says, geez, why did we do this with Daniel Jones? Do you think he's having any... Man, we gave him a lot. Like what? No, we, we talked about it for months on the show. What was the market for Daniel Jones? No. If he were to say, if the Giants said, "Hey, go look around, get whatever offer you can get," is anyone paying him thirty nine million dollars a year? No, and Brian Dable wouldn't either. It's the owner. Well, you know, at some point, Dable's got to use the media people that he knows and get that out there because they're they're kind of getting killed for this. I know Giants fans are hunkered down and they're it's going to be fine, it's going to be good because I I see their tweets are, are all angry at the way we talk about the team on this show. It's like. Anybody with a pulse knows Saquon Barkley is more valuable to that team than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones with no Barkley, Colin? <laughs> well, the down what, what are they? The downside to overpaying for Daniel Jones is what it actually does is empower the other good to great players on the roster. Because you know that Daniel Jones can't win. He's not Mahomes who can go to a Super Bowl and win with eight, nine, ten rookies playing. So Barkley knows you take me out. This team's a five-win team. Dexter Lawrence knows. Yeah. So this is what happens when you overpay a quarterback. The other agents, the other players know this is the team now has to, because of that contract, has to pay the other stars. So the minute you overpay a quarterback, you have given leverage to every other player of note and every agent in the league. I mean, Mahomes, they pay him big money. They get rid of Tyreek Hill. They're like, we don't, we don't need a star receiver. We'll go get Sky Moore and have a bunch of rookies. That, that's why this idea, oh, the Daniel Jones, they have to have Saquon. Bar- Saquon's got all the leverage here. And we like Dable a lot. You I know, love it. This is one of the better offensive minds in the league, probably top six or seven offensive guys in the league. And he's just now up that creek uh, without a paddle. All right, final story. The Washington Commanders, remember when they declined Chase Young? They drafted him so high. Declined his fifth-year option. Back-to-back years uh, with injuries. He's only played in 12 out of 34 games over the last two seasons. Ron Rivera says Young understands why Washington made that decision and how big this year is for the defensive end. From what I've gotten in our our, our text messages and conversations, just, hey, he, he gets it, he understands, and he's going to go out and I really believe he's going to come in and, and give us everything he's got. Our intent is to keep our guys, guys that produce for us. We want them to be around, want them to be part of what we're doing. And, um, you know, so that's pretty much just been the message. And, and I believe he's adapted to it very nicely and he's working hard. Um, you know, I'll be excited to see him when he has to be here. So, again, he's, um, you know, he's been, he's been on top of things. New owner, new faces, new quarterback. Good luck. Colin, 2020 draft. Joe Burrow went first. Chase Young went second. Do you remember who went fifth and sixth? Tua no. went fifth. 
Yeah. Justin Herbert went sixth. Washington took Chase Young. Now, at the time, Chase Young was a superhero. He was a great edge. Monster. But Justin Herbert going sixth when they declined Chase Young's fifth year out. What does that say? I mean, that's an awful job by them. That's the difference like, between winning and losing in this league. You take Herbert. Ron Rivera is cemented. Yep. He's not going anywhere. That's right. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more. 
including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. The Celtics look to keep their Eastern Conference Finals hopes alive tonight, and everyone can keep their hopes of winning five grand alive by playing FoxBet Super 6. Download the free Super 6 app on your phone and make your Game 5 predictions for a chance to win big. By the way, I was much higher after the season on Green Bay, and you kind of talked me out of it because Matt LaFleur came out. Remember when Matt LaFleur came out and he had that bite? This was like in March, and and then in May... Vegas came out with the over-unders, and the Packers was surprisingly low at 7.5. Remember this. This is Matt LaFleur in March talking about, hey, let's slow down on Jordan Love. We all have to kind of temper our expectations with, you know, for him. Uh, it's just it's different when you're going into a game versus when you're starting a game. And um, it's going to be a process, but it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting for him, for us, and, um, you know, I don't think any quarterback can truly do it on their own in this league, so it's going to be everybody rallying around him and um, trying to play at their best of their ability so that he can go out there and perform as good as he possibly can. So I was listening yesterday, you know, Aaron Jones, the running back, came out and said we're not really a rebuilding team, but Lafleur makes it sound like that, so think about it. They're not rebuilding their staff or their O-line, or their run game, or their secondary, or their linebackers, or their D-line, though they did add an edge rusher. They needed it. Everybody in the league needs another edge rusher. The only thing they're rebuilding is tight end and wide receiver, and they went and got two really, two of the top four tight ends they went and got in the draft. They're fine at tight end. Wide receiver, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they went and got another kid, I think, out of Michigan State. They're rebuilding their receiving. I don't think they're really rebuilding their tight end core. I went. And th- I think they went and upgraded it. I think these two guys in college are both going to play a lot early start and be highly productive. Robert Tanyan leaving is not like a total rebuild. Um, but it is interesting because as, as I read the quote from Aaron Jones basically saying, we're not rebuilding. Do you look at the Packers as a rebuilding team? Well, how many wins did they have last year? Was it nine, with, nine uh, and eight with eight. Aaron Rodgers? Or eight and nine? Okay. Well, what's Aaron Rodgers worth, wins-wise? A guy who's won multiple MVPs. So that's your take. So, Do you three. think they can be better with Jordan Love no, than no, they no. were last year? But I don't think they'll step back. My takeaway is Jordan Love, three years, will fit better with the offensive pieces. He'll work harder, and we don't have any film on him. So the truth is, early, I think he's going to have some success. Until Thanksgiving, you get tape. I also think that the division's way overrated. I think Detroit's interesting. They haven't proven they're good. Chicago, I think, is a six-win team. Uh, I don't think Justin Fields yet has proven he can win. I mean, they had a 10-game losing streak last year. Minnesota's not going to win all those games. Vegas has pulled way back on Minnesota. So if they're a seven-win team, which you think, you think they're well, a six- or a seven-win team. I don't think they're going to be good. But, of course, there is a world. Now, listen, these are predictions in May. Jordan Love comes out. There's no pressure on him because guess what? Aaron Rodgers is gone. Behind him on the depth chart is somebody named uh, Clifford, the guy from Penn State. Yeah. Like, this is Jordan Love's team. This is your show. When will The last you- couple years, he was like waiting, like, can I get in there? And Rodgers was like, no. And now it's his show. So maybe he comes in, no pressure, here's he's playing loose, and he's delivering. If, if they win seven games in that division in the NFC, 
That means they're a five-win AFC team. That's a realistic opinion. If you came to me and said, Jason, here's $500. You must bet one way, over or under, on the Packers. I would say under. Can you make a case? What's your case for the over when they refuse to give him the fifth-year option and they instead made him sign a new deal where they don't basically pay him as much money? My, and I don't feel strongly about it, Chicago's not ready, Detroit's overbilled, Minnesota won't be as good, and they win eight. I think they're, they're going to be last year's team. Hour three next. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 